Uh, we're working on a year-long concept of what people want to know about the Bible, looking at some different topics, what the common citizen uh, wonders about the Bible sometimes. And one of the biggies is the topic of evil. What is evil? Where does it come from? Why doesn't God stop it? Uh, People question that, and we started that last week, work on it again tonight a little bit. Um, Ted prayed that we would listen to the lesson and hear it and then use it, apply it when we left here. Uh, This topic is one of those that we can do that. Uh, We can talk to people, answer some of their questions. Uh, This is probably the number one attack that skeptics use against God and against Christianity. Uh, If God is all good and if he's all powerful, why doesn't he stop evil? Why does he allow evil? But beyond that, beyond answering some people's questions the best we can, uh, we pointed out last week that this is one that we all struggle with. Uh, At some point, when really things get tough and really bad, uh, most of us at least have that thought enter our head, why is God letting this happen to me? And some people go on from there to continue to think about it and doubt, and some people lose their faith over it. Uh, So it's something that we all need to uh, or can use, can apply in our life. We talked last week about what is evil, and I'm going to talk tonight about the second topic there on the first page, and it may seem like I'm kind of stretching this out. I'm not really. Uh, I think these concepts need to be a little bit smaller, perhaps, so we can digest them. Uh, If I threw, I could run through all of this in 45 minutes probably, but... We'd probably be kind of reeling when we got done, and not much of it would stick, I, I fear. So uh, what is evil? We covered that last week. Uh, it's real. Evil is real. Uh, it exists, but it's not something. It's not a thing. It's not something that uh, well, God created. We'll talk about that tonight. It's the absence of something. Uh, evil is the absence of good, and we Spent quite a bit of time on that last week. So tonight, where did evil come from? Did did God create it? If evil is real and is around, and we already know it's the absence of good, but how did it get in to the universe? So let's think through that. Uh, The skeptic's argument is, uh, if God's perfect... uh, He made a perfect world, He made perfect creatures... Uh, How could those perfect creatures do anything wrong? How could they do anything evil? How could they do anything imperfect? If a perfect God made a perfect world and perfect creatures, and every time God got done making something, what did he say? That's good. I did good on that one. Well, if that's true, if all of it's good and perfect and wonderful, uh, where does this concept of evil come from? Well, the key to this one is understanding what we mean by perfect. What is perfection? What is all good? And to understand that, we'll answer our question about how God could uh, 
not create evil, but create the possibility of evil. Okay, it's true that everything he made, good, perfect, all of that. He made living beings. Uh, All of the non-living things are good. All all the living trees and vegetables and all that are, are good, although we question the goodness of some of them, and those came after the fall, I think. Uh, They weren't in the original creation, if they're not good. But he made all that. Now, for his creatures to be perfect, we have to understand what he designed us for. Why did he make humans? He didn't have to make humans. Uh, He's existed for eternity. He didn't need us around particularly, but he wanted us around. He wanted a loving relationship with humans. So he made people in his image so that he can have that loving relationship with us. Now, if that's his purpose, and if he made us good and perfect for that purpose, here's where the problem comes. He had to put a feature in us that had some drawbacks. Uh, and I use that term feature, uh, and as I was thinking about that, I thought about my vehicle. I've got a, a GMC Yukon. It's a 2006 model, and when I got it, it had pretty much all state-of-the-art features. Uh, I got it used, so it was a couple years past, but it had stuff on it that I'd never had on a car before. And I thought, well, these are pretty cool features. You know, I had a little message centered down here to tell you all sorts of things. You know, I never had a car that told me when my turn signal had been on too long. Or, and that's really handy when you can't hear, by the way. Uh, and Cindy's not with you. Uh, that little thing tells you. Uh, it tells you when to change the oil. It tells you when to check this system or check the, it tells you when a tire's going low. And I thought, well, that's really handy. That's a good feature. Well, of course, all that's electronic and got sensors all over the place to check things, and all of it goes into some wonderful electronic motherboard somewhere, and things can go wrong with that. Okay? Uh, when they go wrong with it, they co- it costs a lot to fix it, and so it, when it goes wrong, it stops being a cool feature and it irritates you. It tells me things are wrong that I know aren't wrong. Now, I just started this a year ago. It's got a lot of miles on it. And so I understand that mechanical and electrical things are going to fail. But it tells me things that I know aren't true. So I have to take time to hit this little button and clear it and get rid of that message. And I have to do that all the time. Now, some of you are wondering, well, why don't you just go have it fixed? Well, I've checked into having it repaired. Uh, best I can tell, there's one guy in the universe that knows how to reprogram this thing. And it would only take him about five minutes, but he works for $1,000 an hour. So so I've got it figured out. So I've decided this feature is not so whippy. This is not a cool feature anymore. Okay, well, my, my point is... God didn't create a faulty feature. It's, it's not like it goes bad after so many years. But to make a perfect human being for his purposes, 
he had to give us a feature that's got some drawbacks. And that feature is, as you've already figured out, or if you've read a little bit ahead, uh, that feature is free will. That feature is the ability to choose between good and evil. He had to put that in there for us to be perfect for his purposes. And that may take you a while to get your head around because you can kind of get to going in circles there. Well, why did he do that? Well, he had to. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, free will or free choice makes it possible for people to do wrong things. But he had to give us that feature so we could be perfect. Yeah, let's work on that a while here. Um, he gave that feature to angels and to humans, evidently. Uh, that's the way he created us. Now, let's think about what we would be if we didn't have that feature. Yeah? If he wants a loving relationship with us, what if we take that feature out? Let's see how that works. Well, my first example uh, is a computer, a robot. Okay. Uh, I can program my computer uh, so when in the morning I come in and I hit the first button, it can light up and say, good morning, wonderful master. It is so good to see you. You're looking good today. I think you've, you've done an excellent job in all that you've done. Now, my computer doesn't say that. You know, I have to tell myself that a lot, but... I couldn't make my computer do that. If I did that and you walked into my office and witnessed that, would any of you say, boy, that computer really loves you, Steve? I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? It does what I made it do. It doesn't have any choice about it. It doesn't love me at all. It's just doing what it was programmed to do. Well, God could have made us where we responded lovingly to him in everything we did. We praised him 12 hours a day. We did this, we did that. Everything was loving and wonderful. He could have made us where that's the only option we had. But then nobody would ever think that that was really a loving relationship. I didn't have it in the notes, but... wouldn't, probably wouldn't put it in the notes, but I thought when I was going over this that a few years ago here, remember they caught the guy that was kidnapping women and putting them in his basement and, and keeping them as kind of slaves? Do you think they talked nice to him? Do you think they said nice things to him? I imagine they had to, or he'd punish them. I imagine they figured out exactly the routine they had to go through to keep him happy. Yeah, that's a horrible, sick thing to even think about. But nobody would say there was any kind of loving relationship there. They were doing the only thing possible for them to do. So a computer, a robot that just did exactly what you programmed, had no relationship there. Perhaps a more viable uh, illustration is to think about your child if you're young enough or if you're my age, a grandchild. Okay? Uh, 
children, babies respond to you in certain ways and smile and all that. And you understand they're just kind of connecting to the voice and the movement and all that. It's, it's cool, but it's not that big a deal. But when they're able to walk on their own, when they're able to toddle and even run maybe, and the first time you walk in the room and they look up and light up and run across the room with their arms out saying, Granddad, that's big time. Okay, Why is that big time? Because they chose to do that. Now, could you take a kid or a grandkid and teach them that they better do that or they're going to get beaten? You could teach them, and some kids learn that. Here's what i got to say, here's what i got to do so I don't get beat. That's not a loving relationship. We understand that. But the choice, the, the freedom to look up and say, I don't really care for that guy, or that's granddad. I can hardly wait to see him again. The choice is what makes it happen, what makes it possible. Okay, God wanted a loving relationship with us, so he had to give us this feature that made all that possible. Now, with that comes the problem. And it had to be there. It's got to be there. Uh, Goodness exists. We already talked about that. God's always been here. God's always been good. Uh, Everything that he made when he started making things was good. Uh, So goodness has always been around. Well, when he made angels and humans to have a relationship with, and he had to give us this feature that we could choose, that's when evil came into the world. It it came into the universe first when Satan rebelled. We assume. We don't know exactly when that happened, but we assume that happened before he created man. Uh, Might not have, but the Bible doesn't give us that chronology. But it existed in the heavenly realm, at least, when Satan rebelled. And the best account we can put together from the Bible is that He was a good angel. He honored God, worshiped God, served God. But he had the ability to think of other things. And he got to thinking about himself, evidently, that he was pretty special. And then he got to thinking that he was more special than God. And evidently he rebelled and he was cast out of heaven. He chose to do a bad thing. Now, not all the angels did. Some obviously chose to go the same route as Satan, and they left with him. But there's still legions of them up there that have chosen to do good. It entered, or evil entered this world, this earth, when Eve made her decision. And she was created a perfect being, but to be perfect, she had to be able to choose right or wrong. And she chose wrong. And Adam got in trouble because he, in one sense, chose wrong a little bit before she did. 
because he didn't take any kind of leadership over and let her make the decision. <clears throat> then he followed along and ate what she told him to. Um, so that's when evil entered the world. Put a quote in here by a Christian writer. He said, human freedom was used in such a way as to diminish goodness in the world. And that diminution, that lack of goodness, that is what we call evil. When God created Adam, he created him good. And he also created him free. Okay? That's the problem. This free feature that we've got in us. This freedom of choice, freedom of will, however you want to discuss it. Now, when God created Adam that way, he did create the possibility of evil. That's the drawback to the feature. That's the bad side of it. But it's still necessary. It still has to be there. So he didn't create evil. He created us where we had the choice to not do good. He told us what good was. He showed us good. He made everything good. But we still had that option to not do good. Okay? So Adam chose to disobey God. Eve chose to disobey God. Uh, made evil a reality. Uh, okay, so let's. How do we say this to people? How do we explain it to somebody that says, "Why doesn't? Uh, where did evil come from? Did God create evil? He made everything, and He made everything good." And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Well. I think the answer is, no, God didn't create evil. He allows evil because he has to. In a world that's made of perfect creatures, that he wants a loving relationship, they have to have that choice. So, yes, he allows it. He promises he'll work good out of it, but he allows evil. Now, and you just you can kind of get in this loop where you try to think through it, and you say, well, why does he allow evil? Well, go back to the first thing. It would be like cutting off free will. If he didn't allow it, then you're doing it out of obligation. If you don't have that option, if he takes that option away, then you're programmed to do like a robot. Uh, he gave us genuinely free will, which has a drawback. Okay. To really complete this thought, let's go to the, the top of the next page and ask a follow-up question. Because once you explain to somebody that, well, no, he didn't create evil, but he allows it. Well, the obvious question is, well, why does he allow it? Why can't he stop it? Uh, the classic argument that your college philosophy professor will give you is, if God's all good... He would destroy evil. An all-good God would certainly destroy evil. An all-powerful God could destroy evil. But evil still exists, therefore there is no such God. If a good God would stop evil, and a powerful God could stop evil, but evil's still around, then must not be such a God. Yeah, makes pretty good sense if you don't think very long on it. Sounds good. Sounds like a good argument. 
But go back to our free will being part of perfection and all of that. You can't destroy or stop evil without taking that free will away. Okay? And that's where we go wrong is we think big, big stuff. Thirteen years ago and five days ago or however long it was, uh, four to three days, thirteen years and on 9-11, did anybody think, why didn't God vaporize those four pilots before they hit their targets? Why, before they killed all those people, didn't God just smoke that booger in the pilot's seat? Just be a little wisp of smoke there. He could. A good God would, I think, to stop all that pain and everything that happened. Why didn't he do that? Well, we all wonder. But let's say, God, I want you to do that. God, I want you to stop that kind of evil. Okay, God's response is going to have to be, okay, where's the line? Where do I stop stopping evil? Well, what do you mean? Well, this year when you're filling out your 1040 and you get to that one line and you see a pretty good way to fudge just a little bit on that and save yourself some taxes... Do you want him to reach down and grab your hand and stop you? You're about to do evil. You say, well, no, I don't want him to do that. You know, I don't want him messing with me down at that level. But stop the big evil. Stop the big stuff. Well, where's the line? It's a consequence of free will and... Once he sets it in motion and causes the free will to to operate, he can't stop evil. And I know he can, and I think he actually does in some situations for for some reason. But if we decide that's how we're going to define a good God, is if he stops what we define as evil, we get in a real mess. Because, see, I could lay it out the way I want it. God, I want you to stop Doug if he starts to cheat on his taxes. I want you to stop anybody else that's doing a little bit of evil somewhere. I mean, think of anything you want. Think, Gambling popped in my head. Is gambling good? No, it's a bad thing. Okay. Well, God, why don't you? It causes so much pain and so much heartache and destroys so many families and on and on. Why don't you just stop gambling? Just make it where people can't gamble. When some of you are putting two and two together, you're thinking, well, last time I flew through Las Vegas, you know, I put a dollar in the machine. Why didn't God stop you? Well, because I can afford a dollar. You know, he doesn't need to mess with me down here at this level. That gets really hard to decide who you want God to stop. And it's usually that other guy. 
that you want him to stop. Okay, so evils can't be destroyed without destroying freedom. You start messing with that, you take that feature out, and we're back to square one. We haven't got a perfect creation anymore. There is another answer to this when somebody says, why does God allow evil? See, we're thinking current time. And an answer to that is just because evil is not destroyed right now doesn't mean it's never going to be. In fact, God will destroy all evil. But we're in our little time zone, and that's all we can think about. We we don't see the, the big picture. Sometimes our kids see us that way. If you've got more than one kid... One will say, well, she just did this. Why would you let her get away with that? Well, she got away with it for now, but the reckoning's coming. You know, you may have a bigger plan. So, yeah, evil exists right now. He allows it. It, There's some purpose in it, and we're going to talk about that next week. What's the purpose of evil? But just because it exists now doesn't mean it always will. It, It will be destroyed. God can destroy it, and he will. Uh, But right now, the world that he has set up with perfect beings to respond lovingly or not respond lovingly, got to be evil. All right, next week we'll talk about what's the purpose of evil, and then we'll go into all the options of how God could get evil out of the world if he wanted to. We'll see if we like any of those options. So we'll finish up the evil series next week. Uh, (laughs) lesson is yours tonight if you're here and need to respond in any way please uh, please do so if you need to put Christ on in baptism we'd be happy to help you with that I'll be at the front here to receive you and hear what's on your heart anything you need come let's stand and sing